श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए हरिनाम प्रभु की जाए ओ भक्तवृंद की जाए ओ प्रेमानंद evening everyone I want to speak a little bit this evening about faith and um, in terms of it having substance and suggesting movement as uh, you, you must be well aware Shiru Bhagavasami Prabhupada has uh, very nicely in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu described faith as the beginning of bhakti. To have faith in bhakti is to begin bhakti. It may sound novel in one sense, but actually we, as Krishna says in the Gita, Shraddho Vayam Purushaha. So a person is their faith. So if much as we are alive, animate, moving, then some we have some faith. So if we have faith in karma mark, then we will tread the karma mark. If we have faith in the gan mark, we will tread, faith, tread the gan mark. And we will get such faith by good company. Faith is fortune. It's life. And it's, it's a product of Sangha, and there are different types of Sangha or association. Sangha affords us Sukriti, the kind of a merit uh, that gives us power or uh, currency to move in the world in a particular way. So there'll be faith in uh, Sukriti from. Uh, association with a certain type of people that will move us in the direction of the karma mark and we'll hear from that and we'll get faith in that and we'll go in that direction or from gyan mark or from bhakti mark bhakti mark then the good fortune of faith is the product of association with Vaishnavas this is what uh, luck means in Vaishnavism this is what fortune means in Vaishnavism it means that Vaishnavas, Shuddha Vaishnava is moving not under the jurisdiction of material nature. Daivi Gunamai. Mahatmanas Tumam Partha Daivim Prakritim Ashritaha. So Daivim Prakritim. Who Mahatma is moving under the Daivim Prakritim. So that it means without without cause, inasmuch as we are in a world of cause and effect under the jurisdiction of karma. So without cause, freely, not burdened by a debt incurred by taking. Because the Vaishnava is rather than on the take, a giver. The material world is more or less the hunters and hunted we uh, we have to kill in order to live in some in terms of our material conception of self therefore the phrase uh, die to live is applicable for the vaishnava we must die to killing and the taking tendency in order to live we live by by giving as we know 
it's said in common English parlance that uh, getting, giving is the getting. Giving is receiving. So Vaishnavism takes this universally accepted truth that giving is getting and takes it to its fullest, furthest, farthest reaching implications and ramifications. So who's living on giving? When the Bhagavat speaker, Sutta Goswami, began to speak in the assembly at Naimi Sharanya, of course, he first acknowledged that his power to speak came from the blessing that was Gurudev. So he offered his, his pranam, his respect to his guru, Sukadev, and he described him wonderfully, Karunayaha Puranaguhyam, the Puranaguhyam, the secret of this Purana, Srimad Bhagavat. Sukadev spoke Karunaya out of compassion, not to get anything. He was naked. This is the whole idea of Bhagavat. The, the, the whole idea of the, he was 16 years old, a boy, and naked. He had nothing, not even clothes. But uh, he could give so much in seven days. So much. And what is that, where is that giving coming from? Kurunaya out of compassion. It's an outgrowth uh, of his fullness, of his completeness. Vaishnavism is, of course, full of this kind of idea that fullness, fullness is, uh, results in movement, not stillness. Adi Shankar, learned and realized and respectable as he is, reasoned well, but only to a point, when he would say, paraphrasing, of course, that if you are satisfied, then why move? If you're full and content, then why move? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reasoned, well, if you're really full, then how can you stop from moving? So there's a movement that arises out of emptiness, a feeling of need, as a result of identifying with something that can't be maintained, that has needs, that needs to be defended. The very conception of self that we move under the influence of in a life conditioned by material nature. That sense of self cannot be maintained. It has no chance of surviving. Absolutely no chance. So to think otherwise and to uh, overly identify with it is obviously then a struggle. So this kind of movement arises out of a necessity. And if you don't have such a necessity, as I said, Shankaracharya reasoned, well, then why not move? Why move? So knowledge corresponds then with detachment. We're moving in pursuit of things. If we have knowledge as to the temporary nature of all things, if we, have, if we understand that the best things in life are not things, then movement will slow down life will become easier. <laughs> it will come to a stop. 
So that's pretty good reasoning. But this is Ganmarg, and Bhakti Marg is another thing. Then it's not without knowledge. But Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev reasoned through the through the heart and pen of Jiva Goswami, Prabhupada, that if you are full, then how can you not move? Not out of necessity, of want, of some shortage, but out of fullness itself. Therefore, Brahman is dancing as Bhagwan. In Lila, those movements may look like karma, but that is another thing altogether. So faith, then, in Bhakti Marg, which is a result of Sadhu Sangha, those sadhus, Vaishnava, they're moving freely. It means not under the influence of material nature. They're not forced to move. We have desire, we have to work. We are forced to move. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go, they say. So we have desire, then we have to pay for that. It is costly. So who has no such uh, desire? He was, uh, he was naked. This is the idea. He had it, needed nothing. He had no desire. And, but he's described in Bhagavatam as moving nonetheless. And of his own accord. What is the word? Hmm. Yadrichaya. Yadrichaya. Without any desire. Free. This same word, Yadrichaya, is mentioned by, used by Lord Krishna later in Bhagavatam, in the 11th canto, to describe the, uh, the uh, one who treads the path of bhakti. A fortunate person. So that I said, lucky Good fortune in Vaishnavism means sadhusanga. How lucky is that? Sadhusanga, sadhusanga, sarva shastrikai, lava matra sadhusanga, sarva high. This will change the course of our life. You can be sure of this. This is, of course, Bengali sloka from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sri Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, a moment, a fraction of a moment's association with a sadhu that um, is so valuable. That will change the course of your life. So at some point in our life, such, such association, even a minute degree, that begins then our capacity, begins our good fortune, begins the development of our faith, our shraddha, which enables us to tread the bhakti mark. You may not know or remember when that happened, and in what lifetime. But that is the cause. Because bhakti is independent. There's no material cause for that. It's not under cause and effect. She is free. Krishna is swarat and bhakti. His swarup shakti is also independent. She goes where she likes. So by good company, we get sukriti. And sukriti from unknowingly, Acquiring Sukriti to knowingly engaging in activities that will bring Sukriti without understanding the full implication of them. Shraddha will eventually come. Just like a seed if you put under the ground and plant it. When you see it come above the ground, you say, oh, here it comes. The plant is starting now. It had a beginning, however, underneath the ground where the roots are going down. So this is Sukriti, Agata Sukriti, Agata Sukriti. When it appears above the ground, it is visible, then it is celebrated. Faith and acknowledged in the formal threading of the path of bhakti.
then begins. But I want to, what I want to say is that this faith is about uh, movement. Pujapatridamarsh used to say, suspicion leads to suspension. So our animation will be suspended to the extent to which, the degree to which we, we are lacking in faith, in whatever it may be that we do. So faith is, a, I want to say, a, a living thing. It, it's not an absence of something. It's not a, a, a lack. Sometimes it's thought that those who believe lack reasoning. Those who have faith, they lack reasoning. Sometimes faith is thought to be for those who can't reason well. But reason is, is, is opposed to faith. Reason is, does not, in and of itself, promote doing anything. Action. It's not a call to action, reason. One can sit on the fence forever. The fence of reason forever. Reason and conviction are two different things. We may reason to the point that conviction comes, and then we may, we may act. But reason is really only an, an aspect of faith. In faith, there is theoretical understanding, and there is the corresponding commitment, doing. In reason alone, not necessarily so. Reason may be, as an aspect of faith, is beautiful, becoming. And faith, being life, will call upon every aspect of our being, including our reasoning. If we were actually possessed of faith, deep faith, divine faith, we will be able to reason very well about that. In other words, the, the other human faculties will come to serve that. Not only will it get us moving physically, but it will get us moving intellectually and mentally as well. So it's the an- animating force of life. Again, I am shadhayo, I am purushaha, from Gita. A person is their, uh, his or her faith. There's a famous, uh, or well-known, I should say, religious uh, author, Karen Armstrong, who made the point, some of you may be familiar with her writing, that in the, in the Latin word for faith or belief, credo, it comes from the root, uh, maybe that's a Sanskrit term, it's not the verbal root, but anyway, it derives etymologically from, um, from the Latin word Cordare, so cor, like corazón, and dare means must mean to do, to act. So it it means heart. It means a calling of the heart. It means a commitment of the heart, a giving, dare to give, a, a giving of the heart to give one's heart. So if you give your heart, then you will go with it. Mahaprabhu Chaitanya, I should say Raj Raj Prataparudra. He was asked by Mahaprabhu to come from his post in South India and reside in Puri with him. And uh, the Raj responded at one point with regard to this request of Mahaprabhu, but it's, it's a done uh, uh, deal, it's, it's, it's done. 
wherever the, the body is like a chariot and the heart is like the driver, wherever the heart goes, then the body will go automatically. We recently published a, a, um, a book, an e-book, about uh, my Gurudev's inner life. It's called, Oh My Friend, Oh My Friend. It's available for free on the internet at cowdust.us. You can look it up. <laughs> cowdust.us, without the A, us. Um, but um, a, uh, it's a nice book about his inner, inner sentiments, the nature of the inner sentiments. Very well documented. And it's been much appreciated. Um, but one um, sannyasin from another institution wrote to me about it and expressing his appreciations of it and so forth. And at the end of that, he just said, oh, when will we meet together and have heart-to-heart talks? And I know this fellow, a gentleman, very slightly, but I have met him before. And so and I replied to him and thanked him for his appreciation. And I said, with regard to your last question, that in itself is a heart uh, question. I cited this example. When will you meet me? And where? <laughs> that is up to you. <laughs> I told him where I live, but <laughs> your heart, wherever your, if your, if your heart wants that, then it'll, then the answer will be there. In bhakti, we are to follow our heart. It should be a well reasoned heart, no doubt. A heart well reasoned. Uh, we should use our head to soften our hearts for this purpose. So there's a place for head, there's a place for reasoning, to soften the heart. Bhakti is about... Gyan is not good for softening the heart. And it will harden the heart. We should be very careful about that. But there's a way to, to use the head to soften the heart. This is, this, is the, this is, again, an instance in which we find reason as an aspect of faith. So to give the heart, this is the idea, this is... Uh, this is what faith is about. So the point here, and a point that Miss Armstrong was making as well, is that is that in the ancient times, or ancient world, even in 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 the West in Christianity, there was a time when belief or faith was a considered a a call to action, a commitment, an actual giving of oneself. This is why Thakur Bhakti Vinod very beautifully has put together Shraddha and Sharanagati. Shraddha means faith and Sharanagati means surrender. Sharanagati is described by Shirupa Goswami Prabhupada as an anga of bhakti, a limb of bhakti. He doesn't uh, elaborate on it much, but he's mentioned it as one of the 64 limbs of bhakti or ways of expressions of, of bhakti. The term sharanagati or sharanapati is, uh, is prominent in the, in the Sri Sampradaya of, of, of Sri Padramanuja Charja. But Bhakti Thakur took hold of that sharanagati and we are in the, the, the paribar, the family of Bhakti Vinod. My Guru Maharaj used to say that his movement was a, was, this is the, he said, it is not my movement, it is a movement of bhakti Vinod. So, we consider ourselves like this, our lineage. There are many lineages of Gaudiya, Sampradaya. So many uh, 
rivers flowing into the ocean of of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava's Rasananda. This is, of course, a prominent one, most prominent one. We will live and shed, this is our idea, every ounce, every drop of blood that we have to keep the current of Bhaktivinoda Thakur alive in the world. We're living for that. That means movement. If we believe that, if we are a member of the Bhaktivinoda Parivar, and most people here are, <laughs> whether we know it or not, to one extent or another. This is, if then we believe that, if that is our faith, then it should show itself in Sharanagati. Sharanagati, is, uh, this, this term is found at the end of the Gita. Krishna says what? Sarva-dharman purityajya mamekam sharanam raja. Sharanam. So often thought... Oh, such a high thing he's asking for here. Sharanam, Sharanagati. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Actually, if we study carefully in the Gita, we'll find it is the beginning of Bhakti Marg. Not that Bhakti Marg hasn't been spoken about. It has, especially in the middle six chapters, with great emphasis at the end of the ninth chapter. What does he say there? Same verse, practically the same verse. In ninth chapter, he gives the, the secret of the text. And in eighteenth chapter, then, of course, he reiterates that at the end. There's a slight difference in the feeling behind both of these. In ninth chapter, he's talking about the devotee surrendering to him. In the 18th chapter, he's talking about his need for the devotee. <laughs> he's begging Arjun, I love you. <laughs> do you love me? And if you do, then he says, Sarvadharman Purityajja. Forget, retire all other gods and goddesses. Sarvadharman. Forgo the Dharma Marg, Karma Marg. Sarvadharman Purityajja. Purityajja. And give up. And it means give up even the Gyanmarg. Give up giving up. That is troublesome. And you will not get me by that. By giving something up, you will not get close to me. Or to speak of getting close by giving something up, through the pen of Sri Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Brajandananda Krishna says, I'm not even attracted to, to Vaidhi Bhakti. It has no attraction for me. What to speak of tyag, renunciation, we will not get close to Krishna by that. Not that that is not a concomitant aspect of bhakti. But in the context of bhakti, yukta vairagyam we will embrace. But not vairagya for its own sake. Sarvadharman prityajya, give up all dharma. Sarvadharman prityajya. And it means prityajya, give it up entirely. And it means give up also. Sanyas, give that up. Sarvadharman pratyajya mamikam sharanam braja. And take shelter of me. You may take shelter of him as a householder. You may take shelter of him as a, as a sanyasin. Prihetako vanetako sadaharivole dako. The duty is the same for the householder and the sanyasin. The duty is exactly the same. It may be applied differently. The application may be slightly different, but the 
the, the, the duty is exactly the same. No different. Sadahari vole dako. And Sadahari vole dako means Trinada piso nichena, Torora piso hishtuna, Amanina vanadena, Kirtaniya sadahari. This is the decorum of the devotee. These are his rules. This is his guiding regulation in life. Who cares for whatever else you may do if you don't have this? How early you rise, how early you sleep, how, how, how well you can fast on the fast days, how much you can chant. If there's no Trinada Peace no Tarara Peace if you're only looking for pride, distinction, and you find it difficult to offer praise to others, that kind of chanting, that kind of practice, Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev says, you will never get prem. It will not come from that. But easily it will come if this is the decorum, if this is what guides your life. And this is nishta bhakti. This is when Shraddha becomes nishta, becomes firm. And with firm faith, ruchi can come. When ruchi can comes, when ruchi comes, when taste comes, when liking comes, when the medicine of bhakti becomes the food and relish of the devotee, then sharanagati is complete. The stage within the heart on which the drama of bhakti will be enacted is in place. This is shuddha bhakti. Therefore, Mahaprabhu said, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam, Bha, Jagadisha, Kamaye, Mama, Janmani, Janmani, Ishpare, Bhavatat, Bhakti, Vahaitukitai. Shuddha means no, no other element. It's pure. It is not perfect yet. It is still Sadhana Bhakti, Ruchi Bhakti, but it is pure. And it will come from Nishta when faith becomes firm, and it will become firm from, from, from action from cultivating sharanagati. So sharanagati is the outer expression of shraddha. The Gita ends with this, right? As I'm explaining. Sarvadharman pritya mamekam sharanam braja. Take shelter of me alone. You prepare to do this if you, if you think, well, by this alone, my life will become perfect. This practice then, become, you have the requisite faith to take it up. It's not the end of bhakti. It's really the beginning. It corresponds with faith. Our faith, granted, may be komal, may be tender. That's why we have a gathering like this, to make it strong. How will it become strong? We would temper the tender faith with the fire of sadhusanga. It comes from sadhusanga to begin with, and it will grow through sadhusanga. If you take the iron and then you place it in the fire, what will happen? It will get hot and it will start almost to melt. That's what happens with sadhusanga. The metal of our faith will be tested and tried in the fire of sadhusanga with the hope that it will grow. Therefore, the sadhu does not come just to pat us on the back and tell us everything's all right and but to challenge, the task is to challenge our faith, to create faith, awaken faith in others who, has, who have yet to develop that, but also to challenge the faith of those who have it, but it, in whom it is tender. How is it challenged? 
challenged by speaking about the topic and and with the uh, citing the shastra, explaining the uh, the theology, the philosophy at uh, at at length and in depth, and asking us, "Do you understand?" And then everybody kind of goes, "Yeah, yeah." And then he said, "What what is it then? What did you understand?" This way, it's, the sadhu is meant to challenge us, meant to say things in ways that we have not heard it before, to see if we understand it. Because we have heard it in one way over and over and over again, and we can regurgitate it to someone else, and we think we've understood it. But we hear it with a different language, the same point represented by a different shloka, the same shloka with a different interpretation, and we will see under the sadhu's guidance if this makes us disturbed. I thought it was like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've understood Gaudiya Vaishnavism. No, there's 108 numbers, he tells us. There's not only ten. 108. <laughs> we have faint from that, what to speak, all this theoretical knowledge, all the scriptural knowledge, all books, all shashas, all Gosami Grantas, all Vedas, Puranas, Upanishads. This is just a table of contents to the book of life. That's all. What is real life cannot be contained in a book. Where mind goes and must return. Where words go, they must return. Upanishads tell us. They cannot capture that. But who is a faith-knowing, a faith-bearing Person means what? There is a land of faith. I'm talking about faith as a substance, as I mentioned to you. There's a world of faith, and no doubt we're not in it at the moment. We should have no doubt about that. Here in this plane of experience, the upper rim is intellect and reason. Hmm? A reason-guided life is a very boring life. It may be better than a wild, sensual-ruled, beastly animal life, if you will, but it's, it's very prim and, and proper. It's not the kind, it doesn't afford the kind of movement of the heart. It's a cautious type of movement, and we should be cautious in this world, where they, we, are the, we are the hunter and we are the hunted. We must be cautious. When I raise our guard, the sadhu comes to speak, and we will think, maybe I'll go. All right, I'll go. But I don't know how much attention I'll really pay. And then when I'm there, I listen very carefully. And some things, I'm not sure if I'm going to let them in or not. I'm thinking about that. I'm not sure. And something then, if it can capture your intellect and suspend it, then go inside capture your heart and become happy without thinking, <laughs> without calculating, without measuring. Maya means to measure. This is something, reality is something you cannot bring within the fist of your intellect. You cannot catch it there. It is bigger than that, much bigger than that. So if we are to know, there must be another way to go there. And that is the way of Heart, not head. We can use head to soften heart, as I say. 
So sadhu sangha, good good company, is for this also. To make us reason well that our heart of tender faith may become strong. So to challenge our understanding. If I tell you the same point, if I, if I if you use a verse you've always heard before and you've understood it in a particular way with a particular application, a particular translation, and I translate it differently and apply it in a different way, then you have to think a little bit you have to, outside of the box of where your mind has tried to contain the, uh, the, the ideal that great experiencers have tried to put, kindly tried to put in words, tried to put in writing, tried to reason about to speak the language of this world to people. If I go to another planet, I have to learn to speak that language, to, co- to communicate with them. So here we, at best, speak the language of, of reasoning. Not English or Hindi or Bengali or Spanish, but reason. But again, this is not a language that, uh, that will set the heart free. Neither is it conclusive. Can we arrive at anything conclusive? Reason or worse, we may say, empiricism. What, what can we know by it? I said earlier that sometimes faith is thought of as, as suspending reasoning and being a, a, therefore a, a, a lacking in someone. But, but those who have put reasoning on the altar should reason better than that. What can you know by reasoning conclusively? Can, you cannot know that you exist by reasoning. You cannot prove it by reasoning. We have many existentialists to help us in that regard. We've reasoned unaided by, by, by revelation, which is a Western fashion, that has led the philosophers in the world to conclude, to the, for the most part, that philosophy is dead. Philosophy is dead. <laughs> it's dead when it left to run wild unto itself, reasoning, that is. But when reasoning becomes an aspect, as I said, of faith and serves to foster the argument of revelation, such as the Upanishads, then it has beauty, it has charm, it has power, it has, it has value. It's constructive. Otherwise, it leads us in a circle to pose the question, do we exist? <laughs> it's getting a it's, it's, uh, it's gotten worse than that, but when what can we prove empirically? What can you prove? You can say a line is this, made of so many points, a line. You can only, by reason, by empiricism, you can only talk about something that you can, it is in a practical sense, but not what it is. In the practical sense, to apply in a particular way to accomplish what it is, what is existence? This cannot be known by this. Well, there's another way of knowing. And that is from up to down. This is a perfect way of knowing. If we are to know perfectly, which is required to be perfectly happy, we, our, our actions must be in, informed by perfect knowledge if they are to bring about perfect happiness. <coughs> which is the pursuit, <coughs> pursuit of everyone, universal pursuit, perfect knowledge, then how will we arrive at that? We'll have to have the perfect means to get perfect knowledge. Now with an imperfect means, will we get perfect knowledge? 
So what is the perfect means? This is the perfect means. The folded hands, that is the perfect means. You see, life is mysterious. It is a mystery. And mystery, if we face it, the extent to which life is a mystery and, and, and full of unknowns, what have we to go on but some kind of trust? Life being a mystery as it is, it fosters naturally a kind of trust to proceed. Faith is, a, is a actually is the built-in means of knowing, built into life itself. The mystery of life fosters uh, in the unknowns the great, the, in the face of the great unknown, I have to trust to go forward somehow. And if I don't, I can't move. So reality actually fosters this faith. And then there are great ambassadors of that who've gone to taste, gone to the land of faith. And they said, oh my God, <laughs> there. Well, what can I say about that? And returning to the world of reason, the land of reason, the world of the senses, oh, they are troubled to speak about that. What to say? They're pressed. What, how can I put in words? What can, therefore, Vedanta Sutta says, what is it? Ikshitena Shankar reasoned that the meaning of this sutra is the absolute cannot be spoken of. Ikshitena ashabdat. In our lineage, Sri Baladev Vidyabhushana. Vidyabhushana. Yes. Baladev. Vidyabhushana. He said, no, it's not like that. It means the Brahman is that about which one cannot say enough. One can never say enough. Words cannot do justice, but that doesn't mean we'll be silent about it. If you know it, you move to speak. And you can never say enough about that. And all the trying, all the effort, as valuable and important as it is to us, as I said, in all the books that have been written about, that it just constitutes the table of contents for the book of life. And in that book of life, there's a page. There's your name on it, and you have to write that story. You have to write the story. Nobody's going to do this for you. We can push you in hard. <laughs> you, you have to take it up. And you have to fly. You have to spread your wings of faith and fly. It's high in the sky of spiritual prospect that has been offered to you. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has offered such a high sky of spiritual prospect. Anarpitacharim <laughs> Such a rare thing, he says. Rupa Goswami, this is so such a rare opportunity. He could understand that. What is the rare opportunity of the of the precious gift of Sri Chaitanya to the world? If you would understand it, then all the newspapers would shut down, or they are anyway. <laughs> but all the internet would be able to be alive with this. What happened? What, what is the, the, the significance of the descent of Sri Chaitanya that has illumined not only the world below, but the world above. Not only the world without, but the world within in such a way 
we can see so high into the sky of spiritual prospect. He says, Sachinandana. was very affectionate. Sachinandana. Son of Sachi. He was nourished by her with such affection. Jashoda Mai. Brajandanandana ye. Sachi Sutta Hoilo say. Brajandanandana has come as the son of Sachi. This is the doctrine of Krishna Kabiraj Goswami. Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Prajandanandana ye sachi sutta hoilo say. So who is sachi? If Prajandanandana is, is uh, the son of sachi, then sachi is Jashoda. And Jashoda, a god brother once asked me, who's the source of the universe? I said, uh, I don't know, because I know you have some, some answer that, <laughs> that I will not be able to think of. That's why you're asking me. Who tell me? Who is the... He wanted me to say Brahma or something or Narayana. Vishnu, Krishna, Aham Sarvasya Prabhava, Matasarum Prabhartate, these kind of statements. So the Shingamara said, No, no, I said, You know, you have some other thing in mind. I won't bother. What is it? He said, Yashoda. You're the source of the world. Yashoda, my. Yashoda, Yashoda. What was her position? Yashoda. Devaki Nandana. Krishna. Devaki Nandana. Everyone knows Krishna is son of Devaki. Devaki Putra. Devaki Sutta. Why is he known widely like this? Why? Because Yashoda. Yashoda. She gave fame to Devaki. Yashu means fame. Da means to give. She gave fame to... She can have the reputation of being his mother. But I will be his mother. That will be my position. <laughs> I will take that. And hide away in the... In the forest, I will be the actual mother. She could be known as that all over the world. But the Gaudiya Vaishnava there after her and her son, not the Bhaginandan Krishna, Jashoda Nandana, Nanda Nandana, Radhanatha, this Krishna. And it is this Krishna and the possibility of aesthetic rapture in a dynamic union with him the Chichetana Mahaprabhu has come to give so kindly he was so much uh, nurtured by Sachi like universal mother uh, to hear about her affection for him everybody in Nadia is overwhelmed by the affection of Sachi he could not take sannyas he took sannyas and he gave it up. You know that Mahaprabhu gave up sannyas. He gave it up by saying, My mother, what have I done? In madness, I've done this. I put myself before you. I'll give it up immediately if you say so. How can a sannyasi do that? What kind of sannyasi is that? The sannyasi is all the sham. In Gaudiya Vaishnava. It's all for show. The Vagrihe Thako, Vane Thako. Sada Hari Bole The duty is the same for everyone. You give yourself to Krishna as a householder or as sannyasi, both as a, as a, as a, as a, as a lay person or monastic, 
Bhakti is generous. You take your choice. But give yourself completely. In that context, the way the sannyasin will give, the monk will give, will be himself entirely will be different. Or herself. And the way the household or the lay person will give themselves entirely will be different. But to give yourself entirely. That is what I mean by Sharanagati. That is the stage on which the drama of bhakti will be performed. Not otherwise. Therefore, Prahlad, Prahlad says, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Archanam, Bandhanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani, Vedanam. Famous verse. Don't forget the next one though. Iti Pumsarpito Vishnu. Bhaktis Chandabalakshana. Kriyeti Bhagavati Adha. Tanmanye Dittam Uttamam. He says, this bhakti, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, all these things, hearing, chanting, remembering, meditation, what constitutes bhakti, this should be done with a certain mood. That mood is Sharanagati. I've given myself. First give yourself, then chant. Give yourself entirely, then do bhakti. Krishna says, Sarvadharman, Paratyadja, Mamikam, Sharanam Raja. Oh, you want so if you want to do bhakti, Arjuna, you want to do that? Start here. Surrender, then hear about, chant about oh, me, all these things. So there's a spirit to that, there's a heart to that, there's a, there's a practical reality, if you will, a substance, a form to our faith. Sharanagati corresponds with shraddha. And when we move practically in this direction, to grow our faith, to, to strengthen, as I say, the metal of our faith by good company, when we can brave the fire of good company to keep you on your toes, so to speak, make you, of course, you to rethink things and, uh, and so forth. And that faith, then the metal of our faith strengthens, it becomes nishta. From nishta it becomes ruchi, it becomes... That they said the medicine of bhakti becomes food and sharanagati is in place and kairava chandrika vitaranam shreya kairava this is what Mahaprabhu says shreya kairava chandrika vitaranam the moon beams then from that side from the world of faith begin to touch the heart tangibly the stage is prepared soon Nanda Sutta will come will appear in the heart stage. And all this, as I say, Mahaprabhu has spoken about in such a wonderful way. So high he has taken it. What is the prospect for us? Una sam It's very kindly and with affection he has given this. You can go this high. Fly as high in the sky as in, uh, of your spiritual prospect as you like. But you have to fly there. You have to use the wings of Shraddha the engine of sadhu sangha and that movement that will be sh- that is sharanagati everyone in in, in goloka sharanagata that is comes in, and what is sharanagati varanam tata it is bhakti vinod as i said he's taken this and made something very useful out of this for us in Gaudiya vaishnavism sharanagati he's described it as six sixfold how our faith, which is usually talked about as kind of like thought of as something, as I say, invisible, kind of intangible, and maybe even unreasonable. No, it's transrational and full of substance. Who has it 
applies himself accordingly in bhakti must be a giver, and a giver is a getter for sure. As I said before, you may not be able to hold up and show everybody, I've got this for my giving, but they will know you've got something if you've been giving. They will know he or she has something and is attractive, is desirable. I want it. I'm drawn to that. And we will stop thinking in the discourse and the heart will open and every word will go in. We won't remember one of them, but it will be there anyway. And surprises sometimes. We find it coming out of our mouth and thinking along those lines. This is the value of sadhu sangha. You can try to keep it out with your reasoning. It's, you can try. You cannot be 100% successful. If the speaker is kurunayaha, puranaguyam, with it has no desire, then it will have effect on you. If it is out of compassion, out of kindness, out of an overflowing, then it will have effect. Of course, I'd be suspicious if the speaker wasn't wearing any clothes like Sugadev <laughs> in this day and age. But by Sharanagati, then, this sixfold, he says. And what is the center of that? He says, Anukulyasa sankalpa pratikulyasa ardhanam rakshikshatri vishvasya kupritve varanam tata atmanikshepa karpanye sadvidha sharanagati. He says then that the this sixfold sharanagati can be looked at in two ways. One is, what is the swaruplakshan? And what is the tatastalakshan? What is the principal and primary characteristic of Sharanagati, and what are the marginal attending aspects, characteristics, marks, signs, lakshanam of Sharanagati. So, varanam tata, this is, the, this is the center. This is the principal characteristic. It comes in Govardhan Leela, in Bhagavat. What is Govardhan Leela? Govardhan Leela is prefaced by the preparation for Indrayagya, another god. The, the inhabitants, the Brajbasis think they are upon him for the rains, because they're cow people and the cows need grass and grass needs rain. So they're preparing Indrayagya and Krishna interferes. And what is the established? Everybody here must be a Sharanagata. Sarvadharman Pritchacha Mamikam Sharambraja Exclusive dependence on me alone. The whole of Braj is involved in this Leela. This is an important point to, to note. So many Leelas and some one sect section of lovers, another section of lovers are participating. Gop, Gopi Leela, Gosti Leela, some meeting points, some parting points. Gopis with Krishna all night, Gopas with him all day. <laughs> and there Krishna's going with the Gopas and and the cows and in the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela, then there's so many demon killing and so forth. And these boys are coming back telling these far fetched stories. They are the witness to that. No one believes them. Or they find it hard to believe them. But my point is this this Gobadan Leela, all the brudges included. Whole of brudge, all the gopas, all the gopis, all the cows, the calves, 
the birds, the trees, the deers, everyone. Everyone completely taking shelter of Krishna and Rakshikshatijvishvashvara. He showed himself capable of being a protector. When they accepted, see, this is the primary characteristic. When they, when they accepted, okay, we'll take your word for it. We'll take shelter of you. We'll worship Govardhan Hill. And Krishna showed, I'm Govardhan Hill, by the way. Incidentally, just see. Aradya Bhagavan Rajeshatanaya Tuddhamo Vrindavanam. They all took shelter entirely of Krishna. They accepted Krishna only. This alone, taking shelter of him, will, be, will maintain us. We don't have to worry about our maintenance from Indra or any other sector. So the whole of Braj is shown here. That these people are all Sharanagatas and more, the Premikas. But you cannot get the Prem without Sharanagati. We have to have some interim goal because Prem is, as I said, high in the sky of our spiritual prospect. We should not neglect it. We should know about it theoretically. We should have some hope for that, some aspiration for that, and in, an, in a way that is, that is becoming. We should aspire for that. And in relation to our, what, we, what we are deserving of, what our actions, so to speak, in, in our, our life, um, there should be correspondence, in other words. In the language of Bhakti Sarasri Sarasri Thakur, one should deserve first and then desire. That means this. Sadhana Bhakti is about deserving. Deserving what? Some deserving of mercy because one becomes a Sharanagata. <laughs> one surrenders. If you surrender, then you, then you can... You can be sure. Even Kali surrendered to Pariksit. He knew he'd get something out of it. If I surrender, I'll get something out of it. A Sharanagata cannot be denied. However, however defective otherwise is the point. Shivananda Sain, great householder, devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, used to organize the Puri Yatra for taking all the Navadip. Associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Puri every year, to Jagannath Puri, to meet him. He used to manage that. And one year along the way, a dog came. He picked up a dog along the way. The dog came. And he was caring for the dog. Because he saw the dog has come into, into the circle of the Vaishnavas and he become a Sharanagata. I cannot turn him away. And then one day, in the trip, the dog didn't return and he, he, he ruined his trip. Shivananda saying. When he got to Puri, he found the dog in Mahaprabhu's company. Mahaprabhu was throwing prasad into his mouth. And he was saying, Ram, Ram. Shivananda saying was very happy. Anyway, the point is he, he gave shelter to him. He was, he's a Sharanagata, I cannot refuse him. So however defective one may be by other standards, if this is in place, you see, then <laughs> you're beautiful, you're acceptable. So sadhana bhakti is about this, putting this in place. It is about faith becoming, the metal of our faith becoming strong by the fire of good association. And in, the, in this sense, it is about deserving. This is, in other words, you think, well, Mahaprabhu gave mercy to the unqualified. That's true. After they surrendered. Jagai Madai surrendered, he gave them mercy. This is an effortless effort kind of is to just to give up that's all yeah this is i give up hari krishna
I give up. That's what it means. It's kind of a negative qualifier, so to speak. You're going in a backwards way. Instead of asserting oneself in terms of qualifications, <laughs> I have no qualification. I really mean it, and I know it. Therefore, Mahaprabhu said, He said, uh, in the Shikshastakam. Nam Namakariba Hudani Desarva Shakti Statarpita Niyamita Spananina Kala. Oh Harinam is so generous. Etadishita Bukipa Bhagavan Mamapi Tudaivam Idrisham Ihajni Nanuraga Tudaivam. Nam is very generous and I have Durda Tudaivam. Anarta. I have a misfortune here. I'm not attracted to that. If you really understand that and admit that, then you know I have no qualification. Then you'll be humbled by that. If you're an honest person, you have some integrity, you will surrender yourself, you think. Oh, I just give up. And Harinam will stay with you then. Then Nam will stay with you, won't leave you, give you good company, and take you through an art and liberty. He'll give you good company, take you to Bhajanakriya life, uh, real systematic life under good guidance, and anartha nivritti, removing anarthas, nishta, ruchi. Nam will build a stage of sharanagati in your heart in this way. It's like, okay, you invite Krishna. Good. Just invite him, he'll come. But you have to make a place for him too. You build the temple, and then he will come. This is the idea. So sadhana bhakti means this is what deserve, what I mean what it mean he mean bhakti this is what he meant by deserve first deserve then desire so sadhana bhakti up to asakti attachment for the object of bhakti beyond ruchi this is about deserving it's about sharanagati it's about uh, surrender and bhava bhakti is about longing about desire aspiration a beautiful aspiration for association with Krishna in a particular way that's not impeded or muddied by any other aspiration, any other desire. That has all been dealt with through Sharanagati. How will you surmount the insurmountable desires that you have by Sharanagati, not by fighting with them, by Sharanagati? And that will grow by Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, and to the extent that our faith is real and tangible and expressed, as I say, through this cultivation of Sharanagati. And, and it for anyone, like I said, it's for the lay person, if you will, and for the monastic. How will it be applied? As I said, it's the same duty for everyone, but it is applied differently. So the monastics then, what they, they said, like we live just by this, how we live, by speaking, Whatever comes from that, then uh, as far as our place to live, food to eat, that we have. And all I, that's all I do. And all my monastics, all they do. They simply depend on Krishna. They speak about Krishna, they assist me in speaking about Krishna, writing about Krishna. And what comes from that, that we live on. Not no, we, we live on a fraction of that. And the rest we give back great facility for others to live and participate. 
we write the book, we only need one. We make, we print hundreds, thousands. <laughs> so this is, this is for monastic disp- disposition, psychology. But lay person, can they not be a Sharanagata? No, don't think like that. They can be Sharanagata too. They must be. But it will be different. They apply themselves differently. They will work, have a livelihood, and they will take their, what do they call it? Disposable income. Disposable income, and they will dispose it <laughs> for Vaishnavism. This will be their joy. They will dispose it, throw it at the Vaishnavas, who, who may take it and throw it away to spread Krishna consciousness. What do you think about that? Hmm? It's possible. You worked hard and thought, now I would have this disposable income, I will give it to the Vaishnav, the Guru, my Guru. You give it to the guru. What if you give it to the guru and he says, thank you very much, and then he just burns it. What do you think of that? <laughs> huh? He will burn it. He says, my God, what? doesn't he know the value of that? How much I've worked? No, you don't know the value of that. It's worth nothing. That's what it's worth. It's worth nothing. It has only value. If you use it to learn that it has no value. And in this economy, <laughs> that shouldn't be hard to figure out. The paper money will not be worth much, <laughs> perhaps. But even in good economy, it is bad economics. You cannot buy a house. You cannot buy a, anything, not a lot, not, not a square inch in that land where, where nothing dies. Can I get any real estate there? None. Zero. With little faith, you begin to get some purchasing power. A little faith. Some purchasing power is coming. Let it grow. So Sharanagata can be also householder, lay person. But they should use the disposable income and extra time for this. They can have family and love them. They should. And take care of them and teach them well by their example. And if they want to follow this path then and, and, and be successful, make progress, then that faith that they have that has got them on the, on the boat of bhakti, it will cross to the other side as much as that faith actually corresponds with sharanagati, surrender. Grihe tako, bane tako, sadahari bole tako. You can be a householder, you can be a sannyasi, but you must always be, this must be your preoccupation. This is what I'm doing this for. I'm interested in this. Krishna's kind. Hey, let me have my own family. I need emotional support. I feel better. I feel more whole like this. And I can fully give myself in bhakti at the same time. But it's not just words. It's the practical action. Therefore, sharanagati, therefore... Is the as I said, faith is a, is a doing thing. It's it's movement. It's it's what animates our life, and we'll get it, and it will grow in good company. So, as I said, I wanted to say a few words about faith, shraddha, and so I will stop there. Thank you. Any question? Yeah. I said uh, just not too long ago. You said that uh, first give yourself and then shine. Uh, I wanted you to elaborate on that a little bit. Put in terms of a lay person or even the monastic. Give yourself 
first and then China. Someone, first of all, someone may chant first and then give themselves, but not someone who has shraddha. That means who's getting sukriti. And I mentioned that progression earlier. So people may hear, chant, like, so forth, without giving themselves. But when it comes to shraddha, which is a kind of knowing, faith is illuminating. It's a kind of illumination that doesn't come from, that, that reason does not, it's beyond the jurisdiction of reasoning. It descends by good company, as I said. When that knowing of Shraddha comes within us, then we can formally tread the path of bhakti. That means we may go about it in a systematic way, under guidance, under a guru-guided approach. For home-knowing, we need a home-knowing man or woman. A home-knowing person will speak in such a way that it hits home, it touches our heart. And gives us, causes us to move, to, to acknowledge, yes, that's true, I have to do that. And I accept that, and that becomes a foundation stone in the house of bhakti um, building. So, when someone has shraddha, is treading the path, then they should be giving themselves. They should means they should be, if, if shraddha animates us, then to the extent that you have it, it's your lifeline, is what you're for. You're a sadhaka, means that you're, you're not a siddha and you're not a, a buddha jeev. You're not a perfect soul and you're not a conditioned one either. You're in a sadhaka, you're in between. It's glorious. But that's your primary identity. You identify, this is what I am, I'm a sadhaka. I also have a job. I also have other things that I tend to uh, the, here and there, but my lifeline, what I'm about. So, that way one's giving oneself. One, In other words, what, what do you do? When you go to work, you're working, you're into it to some extent, but you've got something else on your mind that you want to do. And you're thinking about it, and they say, thank God it's Friday, you know, so <laughs> they go and do it, you know. <laughs> right? So, so, you're living for something. So, you're, you're, that's what I mean. Giving yourself. Because giving is a heart affair, so what's in your heart, that's where you're giving yourself to. You have your attachments, your desires, and uh, these things are, are you. That's defining you. So if you are to be defined as a sadhaka, then this is where your heart should be. So, of course, there's a beginning and all, we have to cultivate that. We need good company to hear these things, to disturb us, to unsettle us. Then we'll go back and reason, and, yeah, well, I'm not that bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we should avoid that. I'm bad. I'm lacking. So, this is what I mean. You understand? Where your heart is, that's where you are giving yourself. We are a unit of giving. We are always giving ourselves somewhere, all the time. So, where are you giving yourself? What, what, is, what is your desire? What, is, what are you living for? What is your fun? What do you do when you can do whatever you want? Run to the temple or run to the book or <laughs> your beads, what it may be, something like that. This, you, you try to cultivate this. Or, you know, you sit and you chant and you really, you, you, you have to, all these things have to come to mind. Why am I doing this? What do I want? What am I, what do I want out of this? What am I, what's my aspiration? You should have high aspiration. 
chant feelingly. Krishna says in Gita, in Bhagavatam, 11th canto to Uddhava, look, he says, my devotees, I love them so much. And some of them have material desires. And they can't give them up. I love them anyway, he says. What happens, because those who are actually my devotees and they have material desires, they embarrass themselves sometimes on account of those material desires. And then they feel remorse for that. And that remorse gradually purifies them of those desires. They become perfect. So at least something like that. We may have other interests. We, we, we should identify them for what they are, separate interests. And they get the best of us, and take over our, our lives and get in the way of our sadhana. Therefore, our sadhana is not nishta, it's anishta. So that's a given. There's a learning curve here. To get to nishta, you have to go through anishta, bhajanakriya, unsteady. So there will be ups and downs. But to learn from them, to grow from them, and, and, to, and to be embarrassed. Mahaprabhu was embarrassed. He said, I have no attraction. The name is very merciful, but I have no... So it's something... I'm not trying to give you a complex or anything. But, um, you know, guilt isn't always... It's a good thing, too. It's not, it's, it can be abused. And you, but uh, I could be doing more, one should think. For what, if one understands what's, what's been given, then, it, then how can he possibly feel otherwise? No matter how much one's giving. And this we find in great devotees. We think they're giving everything, and they are. And they're thinking... I'm giving nothing. So this is the experience of giving oneself. The closer the finite comes to the infinite, the more it feels how, what it means to be finite, and lacking, incomplete. So this humility, sometimes dhyanya is also said to be synonymous with bhakti. Another question? Yes. So if uh, sadhusanga is the method to acquire realized knowledge, then... Why not focus on that exclusively? Why not? Yeah, you should do that. And the sadhus will tell you other things to do too in their association. You will see, if you, if you take sadhu sangha, then you will see, oh, sadhu does like that, so then you will do like that too. <laughs> but I mean, why you know, bother with other spiritual practices if sadhu sangha is, you know, gives you realized knowledge? Well, the idea is that whom you associate with, you become like. If you associate with, with people who always drink, then you'll become like them, you'll start drinking too. Otherwise, how can you associate with them, right? So, when you associate with sadhus, then you find that they do certain things. And because you become like them, you will take up those things also. But, like hearing chanting, like deity worship. These are the things they do. But if you like, then I can give you a... I'm giving you a qualified affirmative. You want an absolute affirmative answer to your question. I'll give you one also. (laughs) Guru Bhakti is an anga, a limb of Krishna Bhakti. When Rupa Goswami explains the limbs of bhakti, he begins with Ado Gurvashrayaha. Take shelter of a guru. Hear from the guru. Then you get Diksha, Siksha, so on and so forth. 
So, for, so one limb, if you will, of Krishna bhakti is guru bhakti. But some devotees, they make this reversed. They make Krishna bhakti a limb of guru bhakti. So they live with the guru and they just take care of the guru. Any, any little thing that they can do to take care of the guru, they do this. They, 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 don't, they don't do anything else. They may not even chant anything. They just do Guru Bhakti. They let the Guru chant and they just do, do Bhakti. Pick up his beads for him. Whatever. You see, Krishna wants to please those Gurus who are pure, his, his dear most devotees who spread his name and fame in the world for the benefit of others. But they don't want to accept anything from Krishna. Hmm. Krishna wants to please them. But they don't accept, so there's a competition. Krishna tries to please the devotee and serve him. The devotee won't accept any service from Krishna. So Krishna has a problem. But the devotee of the devotee, through them Krishna can fulfill his desire to serve them, their personal needs. So you can become a devotee of a devotee like this, a devotee of a sadhu, of a guru. You can do guru bhakti and make Krishna bhakti the limb the anga of the angi of Guru Bhakti. And Jiva Goswami says, this is a very special kind of bhakti and Krishna likes this very much. So you can do that. No one's stopping you. <laughs> you can have sadhu sangha only. You can do sadhu sangha only. But the general idea is, as I said, if you take sadhu sangha, then you, you become like the people whom you associate. If you associate with sadhus, you will adopt the things that they do. That's a natural consequence of association. Another question? Is Vairi Bhakti and Sadhana Bhakti are the same thing? or Sadhana Bhakti may be Vairi Bhakti or Raga Bhakti. Raga Bhakti is also kind of Sadhana. But in Sadhana stage, before Ruchi, Raga Bhakti will be without Ruchi. Ajata Ruchi, Raganuga, Sadhana Bhakti. Oh, it's kind of a generous term. It's without any ruchi, without any taste. And taste is the guiding uh, light of Rag Bhakti. So, it means this. If your ideal is Bajralok, then that must be Rag Bhakti is the only way to get there. Right? You cannot go by Vaidhi Bhakti. You can only go by Rag Bhakti. So if that's your ideal then in that sense, you're trading the rag marg, but you have no ruchi. Hmm? So you're a rag bhakta without ruchi, ajata ruchi, rag bhakta. So you will follow all the rules and, and, and very nicely, and gradually the ruchi will come and rule your life. So the difference there between vaidhi bhakti and ajata ruchi, rag bhakti, or ajatarag, rag bhakti, without attachment, without ruchi. The difference is between that and vaidhi bhakti is the goal. The goal is different. Understand? You have your one may have a goal for vaidhi bhakti for serving Bhagwan and Bhakunta. Another because of good cert, certain sadhu sangha, he or she has a goal of of uh, Vrindavan bhakti. So that is rag bhakti. 
So Raganuga. And the Raganuga has two, two practices. Without Ruchi, though, he can only practice one of them. His practice is, or her practice is, to follow the Rag people, the people who have attachment for Krishna, like Subal, like Lalita Saki, Jashoda, Nanda Maharaj. They're attached to Krishna. They treat him in, they treat Bhagavan in ways that are unbecoming in Vaikuntha. Wrestling him to the ground, chastising him, as Mother Jashoda does in Dhamana Leela. You do, when you, you, when you have attachment and greed, then you do unbecoming things. They're acting in a way that is unbecoming to act with Bhagwan, but he likes it very much. So these people are the role models for Raga Bhakti. And they come to us through Guru Parampara. Through Guru Parampara, that aspiration comes to us. Guru Parampara carries that to us. We get a connection with that Guru Parampara, we have that aspiration. And we will follow them in two ways. One way, in Sadakadeha. Another way, in Siddhadeha. One way, it means in your body as a practitioner. Another way, in an internal body, suitable for Lila with Krishna. And the Rag Bhakta, whose example you follow, has two forms. Appearing as a sadaka, in a sadaka deha, and in a siddha deha. So before you have any ruchi or any rag, you will follow in the sadaka deha, as they conduct themselves in the sadaka deha. So your Gurudev has come, example of ragmarg in a sadaka deha, so you follow the example of your Gurudev, sadhana. Or the example of the Goswamis, for example, in their sadaka dehas. Then... As Ruchi comes, and Rag comes, and Bhav comes, then you have eligibility or quali- qualification for following them also in a Siddhadeya, internally. Do you understand? So in Ajata Ruchi, Rag Bhakti, then because you have no Ruchi. It will appear similar to Vaidhi Bhakti because it's absent of that internal culture. It's not characteristic of Vaidhi Marg. It will look similar, but it will be different because the goal is different. And that aspect of it will will kick in, so to speak, as you develop Adhikar for the eligibility for that. Does that help? So you will be a Rag Bhakta. Raganuga. Without any ruchi. (laughs) That's good. So with that, I'll I'll, uh, ask your permission to End the talk. See, see, Guru Gauranga ki jai.